You are listening to Smaller on the Outside, the first, best, and only Doctor Who podcast that you just can't miss. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and visit our webpage at sotopodcast.wordpress.com. It's called the TARDIS. It can travel anywhere in time and space. And it's mine. Go on, say. Most people do. (laughs) Smaller on the outside. Hey, what's up? And welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, Sotocast. My name is Dave, and I am the Time Lord this evening. And with me, as always, is... Andy. Who is... The Companion. My, my, how time flies. We're on the uh, 10th episode of Doctor Who. Um, yeah, which means there's only two more left, which is supposedly which is the, two, the two-part finale. The two-part finale, yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't see anything that seemed to lead into that, but... No, so th- today was just kind of a episode-episode, nothing fancy-schmancy about it, really. But, yeah, do you have any announcements? Do I have any announcements? Uh... Not really. I I can say that uh, when I was when I saw the episode's title, uh, I had a theory, but what? it turned out not to be true. What's <laughs> your theory? Well, the the episode's title is "In the Forest of the Night." Yep. My theory was that it was going to be River Song was going to be in the episode, and it was going to be her last episode. <laughs> that that was my theory. And this is why, because her first, well, it wasn't her first episode, but part of her first two episodes was Forest of the Dead. So I saw the title, Forest of the Night, and I thought, okay, maybe that's a, a parallel to the beginning of her story, and it's going to be the end of her story. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it didn't it, it didn't turn out to be that. Oh, well. I don't really have much announcements other than to say that uh, our Stitcher, which also has our podcast, apparently got an email today saying Stitcher has been acquired by something called Deezer. Uh, oh, yeah, I saw something like that. So I don't know what that is. They said nothing's going to change. Um, you, they could still find the podcast the same way. So I guess yippee skippy. Uh, way to go, I Stitcher. It, I don't think it affects us. No, it's not going to really, I guess. But that's interesting. Uh, anyways, today was, yeah, the 10th episode of Doctor Who entitled the In the Forest of the Night. I think it's lovely. You have reached your destination. No, we haven't. We're supposed to be in the middle of London. You have reached your destination. Oh, stop saying that. She's only saying it because it's true. We are in the middle of London. We are in the middle of a forest. Come on, team, let's do this. We will, if you stop calling us a team. But the, the episode starts off with a, a, a young girl, let's call her Little Red Riding Hood, um, because she's wearing a red jacket, and she's going through a forest. So she's When I, when I saw her, I thought maybe this, this was Clara as a young kid. I didn't think so. But she's running through the forest. She's batting her hands about her face like there's a bunch of bees around her. And she's completely lost. 
What she does is she runs into the TARDIS and asks the doctor for help, completely ignoring the don't talk to strangers rule. <laughs> turns out she's a student of Clara's, and as it also turns out, they are in the middle of London, which for some reason or other has been overrun by a big fat forest. Cut to uh, London Zoo, the Zoological Museum, where apparently a whole entire class of Clara's and Mr. Pink's has slept over. Well, it's Mr. Pink's class, I think. It's Mr. Pink's uh, class, and Clara's? Clara's just there. Um, oh, she was there? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I didn't notice if she was at the museum or not. Yeah. She's there, and for some reason or other, they had a sleepover at this museum. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any of my classes doing this, by the way. I, I remember, I don't know, just going to places, and no, there was no sleepovers. Mm-hmm. That's just weird. But anyways, upon leaving the museum, they too find out that London has been overrun by a force. Scratch that, the entire planet seems to have gone dystopian. <laughs> but uh, So Clara calls the doctor, and she tries to, to lie to Mr. Pink about the call, but he caught her in, in the lie. Yeah. Because, obviously, she's bad at lying, but he's cool about it, you know, because he's Mr. Pink. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, decides to figure out a way for his, quote-unquote, team to get to their homes and with their families and stuff. And he, at this point, he feels very overconfident about his ability to figure everything out. Actually, this reminded me of his, you know, soldier days, and his team is, you know, parallel to that. Um, and he's leading them like a... Uh, captain would maybe and then the kids were all like stop calling us your team or whatever so that's <laughs> what i was thinking about maybe that's more along the lines of just a shout out to the fact that he was a soldier yeah not exactly. so much as it's a uh huge uh plot development or whatever because it's obviously right. it's not but it's just a little thing in there according to the doctor it's Something about messing with time in an act of aggression by the trees created this catastrophe. It's a natural catastrophe, and it's it's aggressive. These and, aren't... Well, never mind. Just keep going. <laughs> Red Riding Hood... It, the Doctor thinks that Red Riding Hood is tuned into some other channel. And in, because inside of her homework journals, she has a bunch of doodles showing an image of the sun, which is angry, and a bunch of trees on the ground. Mm-hmm. But she's not at the TARDIS to get questioned. She's She wandered and off again. And she hears... Doesn't she hear voices or something? Oh, well, yeah, she's, she's a little crazy. You know? <laughs> well, ever since her sister uh, went missing... Her sister went missing, and she went a little nuts. And yeah. so she, they, they... But the doctor says she's not nuts. She... Yeah. She has more of a sixth sense or something. Yeah, they think she's special needs and she takes pills and everything, but the doctor doesn't think those pills are actually necessary and that it uh, turns off her special tuning-in abilities to what's actually going on around the world. So they have to go after her because she went off missing because she's a stupid little kid. (laughs) She's off batting the bees around her uh, face again. But because of the trees mangling the fences at the zoo, wolves have broken free. (laughs) And they are after Little Red Riding Hood. And what big eyes do they have? (laughs) Yeah. I swear it's Little Red Riding Hood, at least partially. Yeah, I guess so. It was Little Red Riding Hood. I wasn't thinking about that at all. It was uh, Little Red Riding Hood and 
It was uh, Hansel and Gretel because of the leaving <laughs> the the breadcrumbs mm-hmm. to follow her trail. But uh, anyways, the doctor uses Little Red Riding Hood when he finds her to explain how this all happened. And she figures that she somehow did it. She got all these trees to erupt out of nowhere. But, Basically because she had a thought about the trees and she thought it was a nice idea or something. And so she thinks that her thinking about it made it happen. Right. But then the doctor uses his magical screwdriver and he expels fireflies from her head. And <laughs> she then gets possessed by a demon or something. Notice that he was trying to analyze the trees earlier with this screwdriver, but it was unable uh, to find anything. Why? Because the trees are made of wood. They're not right. actually right. Wood a- never works, aliens really. or, or metal or anything like that. They were actual trees made of wood. So right. his sonic screwdriver was completely ineffective with where those were concerned. But whatever this happens, she they expel fireflies or... He said something about gravity. A bunch of Tinkerbells came out of her head. I don't know what was going on. Some, something that he did with gravity caused those to show up. I think that's what he said. But then she speaks in a demonic voice. <laughs> I don't think... No, she speaks normally, but we're hearing what she's hearing, basically. Or something, yeah. And I was having a really hard time understanding anything that was being said because it was Yeah, it was a really deep voice. His very deep voice, and then her voice... Uh, her regular voice was also well, that very quiet. Faded, that kind of faded out, though. It faded out. So it was, yeah, I thought the, it was very hard. Voice, the tree voice was hard to understand because it was really deep. Yeah. But I think the gist of it is that trees are good and we got to stop cutting them down or else the sun's going to kill us. Well, they didn't say that. They said, the, they said something about the sun. And basically the doctor thought that they were there to harm us at that point. Yes. Basically, he thought that they they were mad at us for cutting them down and that they were t- taking their revenge or something like that. Right. And what I did hear was something like, we were we have always been there. We have been mm-hmm. here since the beginning. We will be here at the end. Um, I'm, I'm starting to think it's the... Uh, <laughs> the Lorax? The Lorax. They have been there from the beginning and they, they're the keeper of the trees. But anyways, um, okay, okay. Take pause. It's about my alarm's about to go off right now. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go get my laundry uh, put in the dryer. The world is cruel. The world is wicked. It's I alone who you can trust in this whole city. I am your only friend. I who keep you, teach you, feed you, dress you. I who look upon you without fear. How can I protect you, boy, if you never stay in here? Away in here. Remember what I taught you, Quasimodo. You are deformed. I am deformed. And you are ugly. I am ugly. And these are crimes in which the world has little pity. You cannot comprehend me when I wander and burn. Beyond the windows and the parasol zone, gazing at the people down below me. All my life I watch them as I hide up here alone. Hungry for the histories they show me. All my life I memorize their faces, knowing them as they will never know me. All my life I wonder how it feels to not above them, but part of them. And how they're living in the sun. Did you just watch Hunchback or something? <laughs> no, I just had the song in my head. <laughs> Anyways. Did you record all that? Yep. Okay, good. Make sure to put that in there somewhere. (laughs) Anyway, so they are under the impression that the Earth's going to die. 
Yep. So because the, the, there's a big solar flare coming. Yep. Sort of like the one um, in Time Heist. Yes. Yeah. And so the Doctor wants to use the TARDIS as this uh, lifeboat and save everybody, but... Well, he gets the idea from Clara. Well, right, but then obviously the kids are going to be missing their families and be annoying, so that's out of the question. Don't save the, <laughs> don't save the kids. And then he's like, I can save Mr. Pink and you, Clara. And then she's like, no, Mr. Pink won't leave without the kids. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to save you, Clara. But then she didn't want to be the last of her kind, Burn. Um, Even though he's not really the last of his kind. Oh, no. Yeah. Right, obviously, because of the 3D painting and everything. Right. Anyways, um, so he decides to leave without them being, again, uh, he's going to accept the Earth dying. And then a couple seconds later, Dr. Idiot returns when he discovers that the trees were simply a natural defense mechanism and that the blast of this solar flare that should kill them will simply burn off the excess oxygen the trees are creating. Basically, yeah, the tree, there's so many trees that there's a lot more oxygen, and it's gonna that oxygen is going to be basically used like a shield, and it's going to block yeah, out it, the big... Yeah, it, it's the shielding farm. the earth. Which right. I kind of figured, like, halfway in... Uh, when they showed the burning of the trees, and he did, he did mention the Tunguska thing, and I do think that was a factor. Um, had something to do with the forest and why it exploded the way it did, mm-hmm. uh, instead of slamming into the earth and, and causing a lot more damage. It did yeah. explode over the forest. And that, that is a real thing. So I want. Uh, it sounds like it might be a, a little bit of truth in there. I thought that was kind of cool. Just a little bit of truth. Um, but and then and then so it happens, and you see Missy seeing that the Earth is shielded by the trees, and she thinks that that's interesting. Like she wasn't expecting that to happen. Yeah. So what's that about? Um. <laughs> well, do you think it really was as natural as the doctor was thinking, or was it more along like? Missy created it, or was she just watching? I think she was just watching. I don't think she was involved with it. I don't think it's completely natural. I think they they showed that they had some kind of intelligence. They decided to the intelligence, people. the great intelligence. Not, not quite. No, but they decided to help the people. I think. I don't think it's a completely natural thing. Ah. Uh, um. But. By the very end of the episode, we have Little Red Riding Hood, and she finds her sister that went missing at some point, and she's made of, like, trees and flowers and stuff. Uh, (laughs) Wait, what? Remember the end of the episode where her sister shows up out of the blue, and she was in a fake bush and flowers and... Well, she was just... She she just returned home as all as that's how I took it because earlier in the episode they sent out the phone call to everybody telling them don't kill the trees because they're about, they're here to help us and then at the very end she's like oh yeah and whoever the sister was she says come home and so I think that's what happened she just came home yeah but why was or, she or maybe the trees helped her come home I don't know I don't know she was like, like 
She was a a bush. <laughs> no, she was in the bush. Uh, I kind of figured it as like, well, Little Red Riding Hood, she's got her sixth sense or whatever, and maybe she saw a bush that wasn't really there, or maybe maybe the sister also has the sixth sense. I don't know. No, I think the sister just came home. Maybe the maybe the trees helped bring her home, but either way, the sister just came home and she was just in the bush, and the bush disappeared, so you could see the sister. And that's basically how it ended. And for the most part, this was a very generic episode, I think. Yeah. Which this late in the season is. Yeah, I was expecting something a little bit more for this episode, just yeah. because it's. Basically, the episode before the finale. It's weird. Uh, it kind of makes me feel like I can watch every season if I just watch the first and last episodes. <laughs> yeah. And because the rest of them don't seem to have that much importance other than to continually... Well, they do. No, no. Every every episode this season has had some a little bit of something. Yes, um, a little bit. Overall. And what I mean by a little bit is it seems to continually go back to the same things, and it doesn't seem that important to me to see them repeat themselves about these certain things again. But it keeps it feeling like it's all part of the same story instead of just, you know, random stories here and there. It still feels like they're, it, it's a better um, a better overall story than than just random stuff. Well, yeah, that's fine. I just think if you watch the first and last episodes, as you know, of the two part or whatever, and for I don't know how many seasons it goes back doing this, um, but, but you're gonna still you're still you're gonna miss out on some good episodes. Maybe, though. yeah, but as far as importance goes, it'd probably have a nice flow from the first and last episodes, which seems weird. That's probably true of every season, though. Actually, uh, reminds me of like X Files and stuff like that when they would actually get to the the heart of the series in the first and last episodes. That's kind of true of a lot of shows, though. Um, they set up a story in the first episode, and they kind of come back to it once in a while in the in the um, season, but then they don't really do anything with it until the finale, and then it you know you finally get your answers and whatever. Yeah, but the thing is, you're still going to miss out on a lot of really good episodes if you just watch the first and last episodes. Well, that's true. Um, but I, I feel like some but of Doctor the... Doctor Who is not always about the overall story. It's about, you know, how good every episode oh, is as well. Right, and I feel like past seasons have been more important as a whole. Like the whole season have been like really important episodes. I've I've felt like that in the past. Mm. Um, nah. While these are passing episodes, while you could check out if if you feel like it, but it's not the end of the world if you do miss these episodes. Eh, I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Um. But uh, what do you think of the episode? I thought it was it was decent, nothing special. That's like conflicting, right there. 
<laughs> decent. Nothing Not really. Special. Um, it wasn't bad. It was decent. This but... is one of the, I think, as far as importance goes, least probably important out of most. It of them. almost had a lot of importance with uh, <laughs> killing off the whole freaking Earth at the well, end. Well, that's not what I mean. But to the <laughs> series, uh, the season importance, it doesn't seem like it had a whole lot. Um, well, it other would have than if they killed off the entire Earth and had only Clara be the only living human. But left. that wouldn't make sense <laughs> for the Missy story, the soldiers thing, or anything like that. Um, I think it could have, like, if they killed off all the people and those people went to the heaven place, they're obviously the had to, and then the doctor had to somehow bring them back to Earth or something. That could have been a cool, interesting twist. I think they're obviously not gonna kill the Earth. <laughs> it could happen. You never know with Doctor Who. I would be very surprised and kind of put off because. Uh, a lot of what the show hinges on is uh, grounded stories, stuff that we can relate to that's on Earth. So that would be a huge risk, and it could really put the show um, in trouble. That's one thing I don't think they'll ever do on Doctor Who. Well, I think with, with Stephen Moffat, he likes to do stuff that's crazy and shocking and then sort of make it so that they never happened. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So I think it's it's possible that he could do something like that. Well, and it, well, there's that. But, uh, yeah, the only real importance thing, and it was only from as far as I'm concerned, um, is the whole... Danny Pink really calling the kids a team and that alluding to his soldier days, but that's really it. And then the Missy well, thing at the end. Well, and obviously the reference to Missy. There's, I think there's something more about what she wants with Clara, but we're not going to find out too much right, about I that. Even, I, I, I thought, yeah, that's one of the things I was hoping. I was, this hoping, episode, yeah, I was yeah. hoping for a little bit more of that in this episode, but I guess that's probably just being held off until. But that's okay because it's a two-parter. So I think it's going to make up for some of the um, missing story development throughout the season. I was expecting uh, Missy to, like, kidnap Clara or something. Yeah. And then, then the Doctor would obviously have to go to Missy or this nether world or whatever it's called, nether region. And nether sphere. Nether sphere. He'd yeah, have to go so. to the nether sphere in order to get Clara back. Um, which I don't know how they're going to do. Um, do you think they're like kill themselves to go to another sphere? Uh, I don't know what's gonna happen. I swear, in order to get to the nether sphere, you have it's gonna to have something to do with a soldier. Die. Soldier's story is gonna have Danny's gonna be important. I think. Um, I we're gonna we're gonna I think these guys that all these these guys that died and went to the heaven place they're gonna come back. I think they're all going to show up again. I think that was just pretty much hinting. Possibly, possibly even more people who've died in the past. Maybe River. Maybe River. Ooh. Um, so, I don't know. The uh, the um, Nether Sphere, um, I, I, I feel like we're probably not going to actually see more of that until the second part of the finale. Really? Um, this... So you think it's going to sort of be sort of like two different stories and yeah. it's 
have sort of like a big cliffhanger at the end maybe I don't, yeah i don't feel like it's going to be one long story i do think it's going to be two separate individual stories that link together somehow you think they're going to be long i i don't know let me do the math hold on i can do the math real quick Because um, doc, the Doctor Who Series 8 Blu-ray, it ha it tells you how many minutes is the entire season. Let's see. It says there's 602 minutes in the entire season, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's take 602 minus the 75-minute um, premiere, and then minus 45 for uh, nine more episodes, would it be? One, two, yeah. Six, seven, eight, nine. That leaves us with 122 minutes remaining. So if there's 122 minutes remaining, that's either probably two 60-minute episodes, or maybe um, a 45-minute episode and a 75-minute episode. Do you think the 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 actual Blu-ray release has extended episodes? Not likely. Based on this, I don't think so. Um, they never do before, anyway. Um, but I think what it's going to be is you're either going to have two one-hour episodes or a regular episode and then, like, a 75-minute finale. Mm. Here's a question. I think, that's, that's, I think that's probably more likely. Here's a question. The finale and the premiere, uh, the the last uh, finale and this premiere were seen in theaters – do you think this finale is also going to be in theaters? I haven't seen anything about that, but I, I've been uh, avoiding Doctor Who news, so I don't know for sure. I think if if it's possible that they're, I, I what they're going to do. I think we would have known by now, and I haven't heard anything about it. That there would be some kind of news on Fandango or something. Check the, check the Fandango page and see if there's anything coming soon. It would be in two weeks. So. Unless they have... Not like a two-parter um, release. But it would probably still be in two weeks if they did that. Yeah. The world is cruel. Okay. The world is wicked. Stop or you're going to need copyright license. Mm, not really. <laughs> you can make covers just fine. Well, it's iffy. I mean, karaoke and stuff? Let's see. Doctor Who. Doctor Who season premiere. Doctor Who Cybermen Wings, Doctor 50th, just Doctor Who. Um, no. It doesn't seem to have a series finale, unless, season finale, unless, uh, unless that they're going to come up with that like next week and have it be a big surprise. <laughs> I doubt that, because they kind of have to get everything, like prequels, uh, not prequels, but pre-orders and stuff, so I doubt it. Alrighty then. Um, but yeah, I don't. I think we've covered it all. Yeah. Um, that's kind of a uh, probably a short episode this week. 
figures because it's such a just basic episode. Yeah. Short, sweet. Not a, not a whole lot to talk about, but I'm sure next week and the week after there will be a lot more to talk about. Probably. Uh, the finales are always lots of fun. Um, so, that's it. <laughs> uh, time has run out. Um, next week is going to be the 1st of November is when the Doctor Who finale starts. Um, so mark your calendars. <laughs> um, remember to give us a comment on all our stuff, either through uh, our WordPress page at sodapodcast.wordpress.com um, or Podomatic or Facebook, Twitter. All that fun stuff. Uh, thank you for listening to Smaller on the Outside. My name is Dave. I was the Time Lord this evening. And with me, Andy, who is the companion. Um, we'll catch you next week. Happy Halloween and peace out. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Smaller on the Outside. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and visit our webpage at sodapodcast.wordpress.com.